0: I'm Romy Newman, the co-founder and president of Fairy God Boss, and this is Fairy God Boss Radio. Today, I am joined by Jen Lewis, who is Vice President and General Manager of F-35 Avionics at L3Harris Technologies. Jen, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Great to be here. Jen, we are so excited to learn more about your career. Can you tell us how you got your start and how did you decide to get into avionics?
1: <laughs> sure. I grew up in New Jersey and went to school in Boston uh, at Boston University uh, for math and computer science. I think as a lot of folks did back then, I really thought I was going to teach. That was kind of an avenue that seemed open for women that liked math and science. I had started my schoolwork in math and education thinking that, you know, teaching was sort of an avenue for someone who was a female who liked Math. Part of that degree, I take a computer science course and realize that I much preferred that to my education course. (laughs) And so dropped that out of the computer science. And from there, uh, because I fell in love with Boston, I wanted to stay there. And I took my first job with Raytheon Company as a software engineer.
0: What was it like being a woman in computer science? Like it looks like it was around the year 2000. You know, I think I was like
1: one of two... in most of my classes. And in taking physics class too, with 150 people in it, there were like two girls. I mean, it was crazy. Did
0: you feel conscious about it or did it motivate you?
1: I think I felt motivated, but I think I didn't maybe reach out to advisors and things as much because you don't really kind of part of the group. Yeah, I did make an effort to make friends with the, the couple of girls that were around and that was helpful. Yeah.
0: And yeah. then you moved into the corporate world and what was it like then?
1: Yeah. So I grew up in my career really doing a lot of development programs, big important things like air traffic, weather programs, air traffic control. I led a team that built all of the Below Decks communications suite for the Navy Zumwalt class destroyer program. So amazing. Yeah. And then really from there had gone to California and back for a RED program. And then all of that sort of built into an opportunity that I got with L3 Harris to be a VP of engineering. And that was a huge leap for me. I never thought I would do. Thing but retire from Raytheon. That was sort of the thing. They were great. I mean, there, nothing against Raytheon, just an opportunity that I really couldn't pass up. And so from there, I joined L3Harris and really did become part of you know, the business leadership team. Throughout my career in engineering, I really always was uh, very, I call my business savvy, but never held a profit and loss position. And so last fall, I got to take on a profit and loss, our p l position uh, for the F-35 avionics division, which I'm super excited about. It is a set of challenging programs that need to complete their development and go into production. So leveraging a strong background in completing development programs and now adding all of that business side of things to it. And I find that very interesting. What have you drawn on as resources as you make that transition So I'm leveraging a lot of the functions, right? Finance is an area, contracts is another area where maybe I haven't had a whole lot of deep experience in the past. And I have just great people in the company who are very willing to take the time (laughs) to walk me through something. I'm not afraid of asking stupid questions. I'll ask any question. Uh, It makes us better as a team, I think. I think people appreciate that uh, I'm willing to admit what I don't know.
0: I think that's a great ability to ask questions and not worry about how they land. Right. So questions that comes up a lot when we talk to our audience is they want to know about mentorship sponsor. So can you talk a little bit about how you've found sponsorship sure. in the past and now how you go about sure. it? that's a great question. One of the
1: things that's really important and I I tell this to to people is you know you kind of got to build your brand and you got to be good at what you do. Now as women, I think we're sometimes afraid to ask for it. So you have to be willing to you know reach out to somebody. But there were some female And male role models earlier in my career. I never had a regular mentoring relationship. It wasn't very structured, but these were people when I had things I was dealing with, I knew I could pick up the phone and call or send an email to, they would make time time for me. And I found that very
0: helpful anytime I was up at against a turning point or a challenge. That's great. And I love this idea that nothing beats being good at what you do, which is two ways, right? Obviously, we all want what we're doing, but we also should be looking to find the things we're really good at and lean into those and move on if it's something that doesn't fit us in that way.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really a good point. As much as I really liked my technical work, I found pretty early on that I was actually really good at making other people better at their technical work. I took on small team lead roles early on. I still did the technical work, but I was never going to be the absolute smartest technologist in the room.
0: And that was okay. Because well, I could help all of them kind of build the team, get them moving. As a business leader myself, <laughs> I think I'm going to go a step further and say it's more than just okay. It's yeah. needed. And the world needs leaders. The world needs managers and people who are developing teams. And so that just, that's your contribution much, right? It means a lot to your business. It does. Yep. How in the middle of all of this do you find time for work life?
1: <laughs> you know, it's a con- I think it's a constant struggle. You can't do it all, right? So it's about making choices and priorities kind of every day, right? And sometimes work wins and sometimes work loses. I will say for me, you know, it's been very helpful that, you know, my husband uh, has done a lot of the heavy lifting at home. I'm not <laughs> not uh, too proud to admit that. And But there has never been an event with my kids that I've missed. And how old are your kids? So I have twin girls who are 17. <laughs> Wow. and Going to college. Going to college. And we've moved them all over the country. Uh, I think it's made us closer and more interesting as a family as we've kind of taken on those little adventures. You know, they were very into dance and gymnastics as they were growing up. You know, you got to draw the lines for yourselves. Right.
0: Figure out where, uh, to where contribute and, and where are you going to be there for them and Sure. Right. I have to ask though, are they going into computer science?
1: You know, it's good. <laughs> interesting. One is going to do computer science and the other is going to do environmental engineering. Great. And they're, they're going to go to school here in Orlando at UCF. They've, I think, decided we've moved them around enough. So uh, they really like Florida. So well, honest. I think
0: it speaks volumes that they want to stay close to you.
1: <laughs> They've made it very clear. They do not want to live in our house. <laughs>
0: But they don't want to be very far away, which I'm very, very happy about. Lovely. That is wonderful. Jen, would you be willing to tell us about a mistake you've made along the way? And what did you learn? Sure. You know, I make
1: mistakes all the time. So there's not like a ginormous mistake that sticks out in my head, but I think pretty much every week I make a mistake here or there and I sort of process it on my way home and I'm pretty resilient in the fact that I can process it, learn from it, move through it and then sort of forget about
0: it. Actually, can you talk a little bit about that? Because something we've been talking about recently is like, I have a very difficult relationship with mistakes. You know, I have a joke that there's like this mistake I made in 1993 that I just like can't get past (laughs) How do you make a mistake and move on?
1: So I'll talk about just a couple of areas where I've I've made mistakes maybe small mistakes over time. As leaders, communications really important. but it's also an area where you can screw up, but you can always have done it better. You got employee communications and customers and then of course corporate. and those are all different in how you how you handle them. I've learned from mistakes to better prepare for all hands engagements. Sometimes winging it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and I've learned really some hard lessons about the data I take forward to corporate and making sure that I fully understand it and that it is right. Pressure test that. I've I've had to walk a thing or two back because I got the data from someone on the team, packaged it, took it forward, and then realized, oh, that wasn't that wasn't right. I have to walk that back.
0: Yeah. And those are the things that we learn along the way, right? But learn it, you realize it, and then you survive. You move on, and you know, I use humor in the way I
1: talk about mistakes and, you know, share with the team so that they can learn from them as well. And, you know, the ones I really lose sleep over are the ones where I've handled something with a team member in the wrong way. Yeah. Just admit you're wrong and apologize and move through it. Yeah. Everybody's human.
0: That's, that's right. It's right. It's harder, by the way. Are you are you still virtual? So
1: I'm coming into the office every day. My team, um, we're doing a lot of integration and tests and building of equipment. So a lot of the team is here. That said, we're very safe about it. How we go about our work. So a lot of the meetings do tend to still be Zoom. You know, we're not meeting in conference rooms. If we are, we're like each at an individual table. We've got plexiglass barriers, all that stuff. But you know, I'm really impressed with technology and how it sort of really rallied around the challenge and our you know IT department. And Zoom is a wonderful platform. Who knew you could have an all hands with you know 800 people over <laughs> over Zoom? Right. It, it's not the same. I miss people. I do. I miss, I miss people. But you got to take advantage of the platforms we have. We've done Zoom happy hours for retirements. <laughs> I think I told you when I was coming on that actually my boss's team did a murder mystery Zoom style. That was a ton of fun. And then I do engineers and teams love food. <laughs> yeah. That's so, right. you know, tomorrow we have a particular accomplishment we're celebrating and we will do individually wrapped <laughs> sandwiches and sides and we'll have people come get them and take them back to their office. But I'll sort of be there socially distanced to say thank you and a quick chat as they come to pick up their lunch.
0: You got to do the, the small things. I love it. That's yeah. a great idea. All right. I'm going to move to our fast five. Sure. You ready? <laughs> yeah. What is your karaoke candy- yeah. song? Uh, that
1: would have to be Dancing Queen by Apple. Uh, oh, that's a great one. <laughs> Love that.
0: Uh, what is your favorite way to practice self-care?
1: So either going for a walk or floating in my pool on a raft.
0: <laughs> oh, that sounds so It amazing. is. It is very good. <laughs> one of the main benefits of living in food. It really is. Yeah. Uh, who is a person you would like to have dinner with, dead or alive, a celebrity? Condoleezza Rice. Oh yeah, that's right amazing. amazing! Amazing, amazing, art lady. Is there a book you would like to recommend to our? Yeah.
1: I think the simple path to wealth. I give that to all young people. You can you cannot start to save. Yeah. Early enough. And I think, you know, I didn't do that until I was, you know, 40 staring down the, okay, how do I get to retirement? I mean, I always did 401k, but it's not quite enough to make you, you know, really feel safe and stable as you look towards retirement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Jen, you know, this is kind of a fairy god boss tradition. To your point, we have to get good at things and talk about the things we're good at so that we get, we get nod when it's our time. So I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to tell us about a big achievement or something you're really proud of.
1: In this role. because it's really hard and it does not go perfectly every day, I kind of do have to wake up in the morning and tell myself that I am the best person in the company to take this on. And it won't go perfectly, but no one can do this better than me. I love that. I love that.
0: Some daily affirmations. Daily affirmations. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, Jen, it's been wonderful talking to you. To close, what is a piece of advice you'd like to leave our audience with?
1: So I talked a little bit before about doing good work and building a brand, but then you've really got to add the piece about advocating for yourself. Yeah, it's not something I did until pretty late in my career. And I've done great things and I'm happy with where I've gotten to. But I, I can't help but wonder, could that have been even faster, further, what have you, if I had been better about advocating for
0: myself along the way? Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't top that. Jen, this is great advice. Find your thing. Be good at what you do. And then it's easier to ask for support and advocate for yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Jen Lewis, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thanks for joining us today on Fairy God Boss Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and visit us at fairygodboss.com. See you next time.